There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to this week's Mom and Mama podcast. Brought to you as always by the lovely Golden Accountancy, wearegolding.com. How are you? I hope you are good. I'm good. I'm just waiting to record another podcast, actually, which I'm very excited about. But this week's episode is with the lovely Royston, who works or started a company called Reconnecting Dads. And it's all about connecting, reconnecting estranged fathers with their children, which is a wonderful idea. Um, he works with a school friend of mine, and she put me on to him, so... I really enjoyed chatting to him, and I hope you enjoy it too. See you in a bit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Work. Work. So, hi. 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 So today I'm joined by lovely Royston from Reconnecting Dads, who my friend Kerry put me on to. So we've just started talking about what, who, because you've started a podcast, right? Yes. You recorded, so you recorded your first one yesterday? Last week. Last week. week. Yeah, I recorded my first one last week and it was, if I'm going to, because what I am, I'm very, very honest, so I'm going to just say it as it is, right? Uh, (laughs) I love being a dad. I'm really passionate about being a dad. 
Yeah. Um, I've worked with young people for over 20 years. And one of the things that I kind of have identified is there's many men or many young people that don't have a positive relationship with their dad for whatever reason. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, that kind of stokes a lot of things for me in terms of, I just think it's such an important part for children to have a dad in their life. Yeah. And when I say a dad in their life, I'm talking about a positive one. I'm not talking about, yeah. I'm not going to fight, the. I'm not going to be fighting on the behalf of supporting men to be in their children's life if they pose any risk to the mother or the children. Yeah. But I'm talking about the ones that are good dads that want to be in their children's life. So that's where I think that's where Reconnecting Dads came from. It was like trying to support men, good men, that um, is going to be a positive influence in both their children's lives. And that for me is just become a little bit like a bit of a volcano burning away, burning away. So <laughs> last week, one of one of my friends, he um, he hasn't been in children's lives. And I remember one time me and him was having a conversation and I was like, no, you have to, you know what, you have to fight. You have to do everything you can in your power to be in your children's life. And then it, it cut a long story short, he managed to get reconnected with his children and then he was kind of he was actually proper badgering me resting blah 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 you've got to we've got to get this out there we've got to develop me and I was like while I know I can be someone that's quite quite out there <laughs> when it comes to this is the truth this is this is where the conflict is it's almost like okay I'll, I'll do it, I'll support you behind closed doors, but to put myself out there, put my face in here, it's almost like, it's almost a bit uncomfortable. And I'll tell yeah. you why, because it's almost like, when I want to support these men and help these children, I want it to be about them and not Royston. Yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's been a real dilemma. And then he was like, Weston, when are we going to do this podcast? I'm like, okay, we do it over Christmas. Because I thought Christmas is a kind of time whereby it brings up a lot for a lot of families. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let's do it around Christmas. And if I'll be honest, I bottled it, right? <laughs> because I, just, I was like, oh, do I really want to do it? Do I really want to do it? And then he's like, let's do it, Weston. I was like, okay. And then I thought, Working with young people, the thing that I often encourage them is like about not being fearful and doing things. Don't put limitations on yourself and all the rest of it. And indirectly, and that's what exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's kind of challenging to say, okay, do you know what? You should do this, you know, because I, I know I'm really passionate about this. I, my, my biggest driver is my son. Yeah. My biggest driver is my son, um, how old is he? He's 16. Okay. He's 16. Um, and I'm a single dad. I don't know if Kerry said told you that, but I'm a single dad. His mother passed away six years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, and you see, it, it's, it's so multi-layered. It's so multi-layered doing what I do when I look at... So, it, my passion comes from so many different layers growing up in a single parent household 
So I grew up with just my mum. Then... Did you um, know your dad? Did yes. You have a relationship? Uh, do you know what? And right, it's just mad because I knew my I knew of my dad growing up. Didn't have no real relationship with him. However, when I look back now, I'll, I'll go by the name of um, Brad the Dad, which stands for Reliable and Dependable Dad. Yeah. Right. Um, when I look back now. Rad was born from when I was a little boy because, but I didn't actually, he didn't come to life in terms of when I had my own type of, that I, I almost knew that irrespective if I was with um, my child or my children's mother, I was going to always be in my children's life because that was yeah. so important because I knew what it was like not having that in my life. Fast forward, so work with young people, for many, many years. How did you get into that? Get into what? Working with young people. Okay, I got into work with young people when I was 29. Okay. I, I was, I was, it was my 29th birthday and I was almost like, I very much like a bit of a free spirit, do what I like, when I like, not answering to know what I do that. And I was like, one day, <laughs> I remember when I was 29, I was like, what do I really want to do? And I was like, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. And then I said, okay, do you know what? What do I want to do? And I was really at a crossroads. I didn't know. And then I, I went and done a counselling course, an introduction to counselling. Yeah. And it was 12 weeks. I really enjoyed it. And then I wanted to test the skills that I kind of acquired from this 12-week course. And think, this, okay, I want to do so. I want to try, test it out. And I, I joined the project. Uh, now, they gave a list of voluntary organisations and I stumbled on one that was called DYP. Um, and it was working at young people at risk of exclusion and crime. Yeah. So I go to the, um, there and um, we go on a residential. I, yeah, we go on a residential, a free 3-day residential with young people that no one had met and things like that. And after the three days, they asked the young people who would they want to be their mentor. And we, all the mentors had to pick who would they like to, um, to mentor. Yeah. And I would say it must have been about 90% of the young people that like, I want voice to be my mentor. <laughs> but that gave me a massive amount of confidence, you know? Yeah, yeah. Massive amount of confidence. I was like, Oh, great, you know, um, and then I started mentoring young people, and that's where I got into the whole cycle of um, working with young people. Yeah. And then I started doing youth work, and yeah, it just, it just stemmed from there. And like Kerry was, used to be my, no, she wasn't, yeah, she was my line manager. Yeah, yeah, she was, no, I think she was the area manager, but she, um, she was always at our project and that, so got to know her very, very well, and um, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> so, working with the young, did you do you work specifically with people who haven't got anywhere else to go? No, I work. So I, right now, I work in four schools, and I work with young people. I mentor young people. Um, 
in in four different schools. I meet them once a week, and it's young people at risk of exclusion or their mental health. Okay. So. Um, so who gets you in? Is it the school that gets you in? Yeah. So yeah. I currently I work for a company called Lifeline, and um, we work um, with young people in four different schools, and I have. 10 young people that I meet once a week for half an hour. Sometimes I say half an hour, but sometimes depending what the challenges is, it's, I can't do half an hour. We've got to maybe some stuff that is really deep and maybe a child protection safeguarding. So, um, so, um, but what, what comes through for that is young people, how many times I hear young people feel that they're not heard. Yes, yeah. Do you know, and, yeah. and, and and that's just like, it kind of started, I say to my young people, which is really, it gets, it, I don't think they get it. I tell them all the time, uh, you help me more than you guys will ever know. Because they help me to be a better man, but they help me to be a better dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I kind of, I swear to you, it's like I've worked with young people for over 20 years and I'm probably more passionate now than when I first started because I, I realised the need for a young person to be heard. I feel yeah. a real need for them to be heard. I feel a real need for them to be supported. I feel a real need for just someone to listen to them, just someone to be there for them. So sometimes if they say something to me and it's like i think i'll do that it gives me food for thought and think if they say to i'll I'll give you a a real example so one of my young people said to me uh one day about about parents just barging in their rooms without knocking yeah i was like I'll do that to my son. <laughs> I do that to my son, not to my girls. Yeah. So I was like, I do that. So when I came home, I said to my son, son, you know, when when I just come in your room, how do you feel about it? And he went, I don't care. So I thought, okay. So I thought, okay, that's cool. But my point is, by the conversation I had with that young person, it gave me the time to check myself yes, to go to yeah. him and find out how does he feel about it. And if he was if he was to say to me that I don't like when you just burst in, I'd think I wouldn't do it. But yeah. because he said to me, and this was um, I'm being the serious, he said, oh, I don't mind. So I was like, okay. And this is where the points of reference comes from when I'm yeah. working with young people because it, it gives me the opportunity to check in with myself. You know, I want I want to be. I want to be that the, the the best that I can be for my son. Do you know what I mean? And I've also yes. got three girls, which I haven't mentioned. <laughs> uh, do they all live with you as well? No, all the girls. So the girls are 31. <laughs> 30. In fact, the magistrate is the 30. So, <laughs> so uh, the 31-year-old one lived with me. Um she moved in last year because yeah. right so what's actually happened so when my son's mum passed away six years ago 
when I met my son's mum, she had three three girls. Right. When uh, but what, prior to me and uh, my son's mum parting, we'd separate for the last two years. Right. Okay. I wasn't with her. Um, when mum passed, what was really important to me, and it's sorry, sorry for kind of going in and out. That's fine. Um, I always refer to my girls as my girls, mm-hmm. not my daughters, yeah. because my thing with my girls is I always said that their dad was consistent throughout the 12 years that I was with his, their, their mum. Yeah. So I said to the I said to the girls and I said to the girls dad is you're their dad but they're my girls yeah because but I said to the girls while I will say to you you're my girls I love you like my daughters because I just didn't want to be disrespectful of yes. him as their dad yeah um, so that's why we refer to my girls and but I say to them that I love them like my daughters so. When their mum passed, um, what was really important to me was realising that's my son, but my girls have also lost their mum. Yeah. So I needed to make sure that my son and his sisters are like this. Yeah. And for me, it was about honouring my son's mum, her name was Michelle. It was honouring her. And the, the way I honour her is to make sure I still look out for my girls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, interestingly, last year, the eldest one, this is the eldest one now, she's, she came around. It was just around Christmas time. And she said to me, Weston? I was like, yeah. She was like, can I ask you something? I was like, go for it. She went, how would you feel about me moving back in? Um, I think I think she actually, I think she actually said, "How would you might think about me moving home?" And I said, "Okay." Um, so I said, "Cool." So she's like, and they she was like, I think she was a little bit surprised how there wasn't even any further discussion. I was like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. And and uh, my thing for that was. If, if if my son had come and asked that question, I would have had no hesitation, Amy. Yeah. If I say that I love my girls like my daughters, there should be no hesitation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So she, um, she's she got a partner and two young kids. So there was <laughs> a three... <laughs> so there was a, there was a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they all moved in. Oh, and wow. And because uh, they want to save up for a house. Yes, yeah. So, like I said, words, I always believe that words are cheap, right? People may doubt what you say, but they'll always believe what you do. Yeah. So my thing was just gave me the opportunity to say, look, I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying that I love you guys as, as my daughters. If you need something and I'm in a position to do so, yeah. I'm going to do it. And it's not even a matter of, me doing it in terms of thinking look what I'm doing no yeah, it's my yeah. job yeah I'm yeah. meant to do that I'm not I'm not looking for any special accolades I'm saying yeah. I'm meant to do this I'm meant to do this and like uh, isn't that and, lovely that you can do that 
100% is I'm so glad that I'm in a position to do that. Yeah. And like, and it must be lovely having the kids around. Yeah. The the, the little, they they are the great kids. The little one is just a little nutter. I love him though. (laughs) So, and the the four year old, she's just got such a strong character, such a strong character. And, and it's really interesting. You know, we look, I look at kids and I think they're just mini, they're just mini, many, many men and women, isn't they? When you, they're miniature, miniature versions of us, you know? So, uh, I do. Are they still there? Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Hurry up and buy your ass. Come on. Buy <laughs> but, but yeah, it's so it's the... hard and it's so nice that they can do that because so many people are in the same boat. It's so nice if you can, if you have got somewhere to go to save up because it's, where are you in, where are you? I'm embarking. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's expensive. It's so expensive. And like I say, uh, I, I know I said it before, but that's my way of of honouring my son's mum and my girl's yeah. mum because unfortunately I would I would swap it in a heartbeat for them to have their mum back. But that was outside of our control. But what better way to honour Michelle than say, you know what, you're not here physically, but I'm still gonna do my duties as as a stepdad in the girls' lives yeah. uh, as much as possible um, without anything to try to... I'm not saying it to, for any special praise or anything like that. I'm just saying when I look at it, I just look up at That's me honouring Michelle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And doing what I'm meant to do. And that hopefully will allow the, the children, the brothers and sisters to have that bond because I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah. I'm not going to be here forever. But if if I can lay that foundation for, say, you guys need to look out for each other, yeah. I can only do my best, best and try to lead by example. But exactly, and then, that's what you're setting such a good example of what a parent should be. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do, Amy. I'm trying to do that. And then, you know, so when I, it's really funny. So when I'm, when I'm looking at my life experience, so I look at that. I grew up in a single parent household. I um, um, got involved with a woman with three kids and had a step parent role, walk with young people that many don't have a dad in their lives or have a negative, have negative connotations about their dads. Yeah. And then falling into the category of being a single dad. So there's so many things I draw on when I'm kind of walking with young people. And so reconnecting has kind of been born from that and saying, I want to help dads that ain't in their children's life, good dads. Yeah. Because I look at it like this. You've got some very vindictive, spiteful women and mothers. However... The flip side of that coin, I know so many mothers that are doing it on their own and they've never closed the door to their dad and they've never walked through it. So I'm not going to just be one-sided and say, right, women are like that. Because I know 
I would I'd go on record saying this now. I honestly believe mothers are the real superheroes in any community. Um, that's that's my opinion. Um, I don't believe how society often paints this picture that a mother's love is more important than a father's love. I don't. I disagree with that. I think I love be as equally. I love my child as equally as much as the next person, next mother can. Yeah. Um, I only want to support men who really want to be active in their yeah. children's life. No, I'm not going to fight a battle to support a man who it poses any dangers to the mother or the child. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then. What I stumbled on recently was thinking maybe there's an area of supporting the men that need to be helped in changing the behaviour. Because yes. if we don't, because otherwise you can hang them out to dry. You can say, yeah. oh, he's like this, he's like that. And it's like, doesn't it make more sense if I can say, can I support you guys to to get the support to change your behaviour, yeah. which allows you to be, get reconnected in your children's life. And then it it gives a win-win because otherwise, doesn't, what what are we creating? We're just kind of hanging someone yeah. out to, to dry and not to change. And I think, don't we all have the ability to change? Yeah. And that's, um, so I think it's just very, very important. Very, very important. I think for someone, if for whatever reason they did become disconnected from their family, if they want to get back involved, there's obviously a good reason behind that. Yeah. I would imagine for the majority of the time. Yeah. What do you think it is? Is there kind of any anything that goes on which is more common to make them uh, separate? Do you think it's usually the relationship with the mother? You know what? Is I think it's a one chapter. It isn't one cap that fits all. I think sometimes we outgrow each other. I think sometimes we're not right for each other. I think, I think, it's, right. So, okay, I'll give you an example. I've got, I know, I met um, a man that's got three children. He said to me one day, as we was talking, he's known for being a really good dad. He said to me one day, if one says I'm a really good dad, he said, I'm a good dad to two of my children. He said, the other one, I'm not a good dad to. And I was like, how come, why? I was really interested. He said, you know what, Weston? He said, my first one, my eldest child, he said, it was a one night stand. So I was like, okay. And he said, for the first two years, the mum wouldn't let him be in the child's life. And he said, uh, when she eventually said, I got a, a call one day, and he said that she said, oh, uh, I think you should be in our daughter's life now. And he said, he tried to be in her life, and he said, he struggled to make that connection yeah. because he hadn't been there. And he said, what he realised he was doing, he started overcompensating yeah. because he hadn't been in that daughter's life he said and the other two because he sees them every morning every night he said he realized the bond was just so different to the yeah. one that he wasn't there so i was like that was like a real eye-opener 
that was a wild. And I thought, wow, okay, I get that. I'm not making excuses for him because if you both didn't take precaution, this is the reality of what can happen. Yeah, but, yeah. but it was just like, and I've just, I've had so many stories in terms of why things don't happen. But I think also, I think the crucial thing for me in terms of getting people to the stage of getting reconnecting, I think healing is a, a huge part. Yes, yeah, yeah. We have to heal from the past because <laughs> yeah. how do we move forward? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do we get how do we get past that blockage? Yeah. So one one I share a couple of tips. But that's gotta come from both parties, hasn't 100. it? One hundred. Yeah. But there's, there's a few tips that I, I use with, with men because because it's called reconnecting dads, I always say if um and I've had this quite a few times whereby the dad is slagging off the mother, yeah? Yeah. Because he's not in the child's life or the child or the children. And I get that. So it's anger, it's frustration, it's all them things. So I usually say the first question is quite provocative. I will say to them, and I won't look at them in their eye. I actually look on the ground and I'll say, is your child or your children alive? And they're like, what? What do you mean is my child or my children like? And I go, just ask the question. And they're like, yeah. And then I'll look them straight in their eye and I go, who is that down to? And then what they've got to do is acknowledge whatever you're saying about the mother, the reason why your children is alive is down to her. Yeah. So, so don't you dare be slugging her off to me. And I say, and the other golden rule is you're not allowed to say anything negative to your children about their mother. Yes, yeah. Right. And one day I, I said that to a dad and he was like, he was really going in. I said that and I said, have you ever told her she's a good mum? He's like, no. I said, how do you think she would receive that? He's like, I don't know. I said, how would you receive it if you was told you as a good dad? And he just smiled. He got it. Yeah. And I said, my thing really isn't about, like I said, slugging off one over the other. My thing is about giving you the tools to get reconnected with your children. And if you're if you're up for the challenge, Let's work this. Let's. It won't. I'm not. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying it's going to be easy. But what I am saying is, if it, if it isn't working right now, let's look at another way of supporting you to get reconnected with your children. Yeah. And that's all I'm interested in doing. Do you know what I mean? Putting the, yeah. the children first. You know. So. Well, that's what it, the children are the most important ones, and one hundred so important. If one of your parents is slagging off the other parent to the child the child takes everything as their own fault don't they and plus yep, they're, they're going to take that person it's not going to do anyone any good at all yeah absolutely so it's, it, it's it's that's easier said than done yeah but <laughs> but okay if i the the, the flip side is is parenting is the toughest job in the world and it comes with no manual yeah that's a fact you know so it's yeah, about yeah. We're all learning, you know, even yeah. everybody's fighting a battle 
on some stage that nobody knows about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think when you understand that, it's kind of gives us the opportunity to try and say, okay, we're all learning, we're all fighting a battle, let's support each other, uh, let's be let's just be a little bit kinder to each other because it's so difficult, you know? And and I try to come from a place of no blame, no judgment. And if, yeah. if we no blame, no judgment, then we have the ability to look at it with fresh eyes. Because if I'm going to blame, if I'm going to blame her, she's going to blame me. We don't move. We yeah. become stuck. And what we're trying to do is unblock that blockage. And like you said, it's easier said than done because there's history attached. So yeah. and one of the things I always say to any dad I walk with, you have no control of what comes out of that mother's mouth. What you do have control of is how you respond to that. Yeah. So my thing is always about trying to empower you to make better choices that will ultimately, hopefully, walk, <laughs> give us better outcomes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like you said, it's easier said than done, but it's what I'm, what I'm trying to do is trying to open up their lines of communication. Let's have these uncomfortable yeah. conversations because without that, uncomfort, without that uncomfortable conversation, we can't learn. Yeah. We can't do better. Yeah. So... And you do have to put it aside because it's all about the kids. It's all about you know, the kids. It's all about... To... <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to be really personal. Here. I'm going to share something really in, uh, really personal with you guys now. So when um, when my son's mum passed away, yeah, I wasn't really that much in, in, in the, the girls' lives because they were young, young adults, yeah? And... So when mum passed away, mum was seeing, was in a new relationship, these things happen. Um, I would take my son up to the hospital every day. And there was one period whereby one of our girls said to me, no, really was that, where you been? Because for two days I didn't turn up at the hospital, I dropped my son off, but I had things to do. Yeah. And... And I was like, one said to me, where you been? And I was thinking, who are you talking to in my mind? But I'm thinking, okay, don't say anything. And the other one said to me, this, this was on the same day at different times. The other one said to me, Weston, where you been? So I said to her, listen, babe, I said, I've just been really busy, blah, blah, blah. And this is what she said. And this is where it changed, something changed for me. She said to me, we need you. And that for me, Amy, was so instrumental because what I didn't want to do, because I'm a big character. I am a big character. I know I can be a big character. I know I can be really loud. I can carry with her, yeah. I can be really loud and blah, blah, blah. So I was really conscious of not coming in and trying to almost see like I'm taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was really conscious of that. So when, when she said that to me, I went up to the hospital that evening and she just flung the door open, run into my arms, and she just was sobbing. Oh. And she was like, 
we need you. That gave me permission to support them in a way that I wanted to, but I didn't feel able to because I didn't want to be stepping on anyone's toes. Yeah, yeah. So it was, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I can be here in a capacity to support you guys because I didn't want, it, 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 I knew she was in a new relationship. And then what had actually happened was after a couple of days, the new fellow was in the hospital, around the hospital bed. And I remember coming into the hospital and it was almost like, I could feel there was like a bit of a tension. Yeah. So I walked into this room and he was around the bed. So he was around the bed almost like, so he was sitting around the bed. I think he was holding her hand, yeah? And um, I saw him and, and I was like, Okay, so I went, you're right. He was like, you're right. So he was sitting down. So he kind of raised his hand up like that to shake my hand. And as he done that, I so I was reaching down and I, I kind of was like that. And I pulled him up, pulled him up to stand up. And I just embraced him. Yeah. That broke the ice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I wanted to demonstrate that there was no dramas between me and this man. Yeah, and yeah. it was for me, how dare I make it about us two when my girls and everyone's worried about the health of Michelle at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and that was a powerful, everyone said that was so powerful. But I wanted to break the ice because I wanted no one to think there was any dramas between me and him. Yeah, yeah. Now, there was bigger fish to fry. There was, there was more important people to um, be interested in, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than us two, do you know what I mean? So that that broke the ice and, and that was a powerful thing, do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's it's a, it's a massive learning thing curve for me, Amy. So I try to apply some of my life experience into when I'm working with young, other men. Yeah. And one of the things I often ask men is, if you're not in your children's life for whatever reason, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to make no judgment. What would happen to your children, God forbid, if the mother passed? Yeah. Because that that was rule for me. That was a rule life scenario yeah, for me. Yeah. And I think to myself, if I weren't in my son's life, what would have happened to him? Yeah. What would have happened to my son? You know, um, the girls were slightly older. Like I said, the youngest one at the time was 17, still a baby in, in, in a one state. The eldest one was a, in her early 20s. But my son was 10. And I was like, so I can use it as a real life scenario. And I'm not saying the girls didn't need anyone. The girls had their dad up the road. At the time, did they feel that they, um, I think but because of that incident at the hospital, they knew that Royston was there. Yeah. But it's a, it was about me proving to them, not them proving nothing to me. They need to, I needed to prove to them that when Royston was saying that he loved you guys as his own, it wasn't about them. It was about me proving to them girls yeah. that I was deadly serious. 
Do you know? So when I walk with men, I'm like very, very honest with them. Very honest and like, um, yeah, I'm very honest in terms of what I believe needs to be happening. I believe that you need to be humble. I believe you have to let the ego absolutely and be teachable because yeah. if you're not going to be teachable, it won't work. I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but what I have got, I've, I have a bit of a template in trying to let's tick off these things. I can't give you a guarantee how long this would take. Yeah. Don't think to yourself that you said sorry, that's that's all right. You may yeah. have to say sorry 250 times and on the 251st time, they accept it yeah. because you haven't been in their life for yeah, whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. So it, it's, you know what, I, I find this whole journey of reconnecting dads just really, really, do I know where it's going to take me? Not at all. Am I excited about it? 100%. Um, do I want to help? you start it? Uh, I started reconnecting dads um, on Facebook, just posting stuff up, but I didn't really really kind of take the ball by the horns and say I really want to do this and this is what I'm really passionate about now I want to take it to that next level so um it's about doing it and so I spoke to one of my mates and he said Royston I said I really want to do a podcast about it Royston just do it so just do it so I was like okay so I've done my first one before I see came online I've just now booked to do um, an interview with a girl, and I want her to tell, talk about her relationship with her dad. Yeah, it's a really powerful um, and a, a really powerful interaction. How she speaks so lovely of her dad and things like that. So, I want to be able to have, like yourself, have different guests yeah. and just explore things, have these conversations. Amy, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm quite excited by. It really, Amy. So it it's was such a, a good idea. I think it's so important because when you hear your story told by someone else, you realise that it's not you're not the only one. And yeah. Other people have worked through things, and um, yep. one of my friends. I mean, I've I've obviously I've had issues with my ex that yeah. I've had to work through, but yeah. then I my friends had much worse issues, and yeah. she's at a place now where everything's kind of all right it's working you know yeah it's so inspiring for me yeah and I think and I because it is so hard navigating being a parent is so hard yeah <laughs> and then navigating your children's feelings like you don't want I don't want my girls to know that mine and their father's relationship isn't that great but then also it's very hard to hide things sometimes because yeah you know and but the most important thing for me is them being yeah. alright. Yeah. So it is. It's helpful when you can see that other people have got through worse things than you've been dealing with, you know, and come out the other yeah. side. And so I think yeah. it's a great idea. Thank you. I felt. You know what? As soon as because it was Kerry, because I really like Kerry, uh, and she spoke so lovely of you. I was like, nah. I said it'd be a privilege to do this, you know, because um, it just helps me to kind of. Like I said, doing things that kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't even think it makes me uncomfortable. I think it's just um, social media 
it's a thing whereby I I don't really do it type of thing. But I'm, what I've realised that in order for me to get reconnecting dads out there, I've got to do these things in order to help other dads. Yes. So the, the purpose is bigger than myself. So that's where it is for me, uh, Amy. So I was, yeah. you know what, I was actually really, it was a privilege to say, yeah, of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. So yeah, that's why I've done it's it. Good to, it's, it's weird, it's a new thing and it's weird, yeah. but once you've yeah. done it a few times, it's like, because it's just a chat. Nice yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Oh, hundred so, percent. You'll be fine. So, how yeah. how do people find you then? Or have it, the people that you've worked with have they been people that you've already known? Yeah. So it's usually been people that I know, um, and I think that's the thing. I've kind of by me not putting myself out, I've kind of almost kept it small. Yeah. I think, but. It's one of the things whereby the amount of people I've spoken about the idea of about reconnecting dads, everyone says, well, I think that's a brilliant idea because I think yeah. there is a gap. I think there's a gap in the market. So I think it, it's there to be explored because yeah. I think for me, I see too many, I see the repercussion of so many young people at the back end and yeah. see how that impacts on children. Now, I think one of the golden things that I, I think I've, I've sussed out is when people talk about absent fathers, they often associate, I think, the impact it has on their sons. Yeah. I think what they've missed is the impact it has on our daughters. Because yeah. I think that a dad should be a daughter's first rules hero. And if they haven't got that, Amy, what sometimes happens is young girls can misuse, get confused between sex and love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I, so all these kind of things mapped around in my head, I kind of think there is, we need to wake up men. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking about our responsibility now saying you know what we have to fight we have to show our our kids that you do mean something to me i do want to be in your life you know and i want to do whatever it takes to be in your lives and um yeah so i i just really yeah it just really it really worries me and like i said i look at the relationship that i have with my children and I just feel that I feel I feel privileged to be their my son's dad. I feel so privileged yeah, that yeah. I'm his dad. I feel very privileged to be in a position to have three young ladies that look at me as a positive role model. Yeah. Come on, I, I just feel yeah, it just fills me with so much pride and joy you know and i just want to make that difference and i actually want other dads to have this feeling i have yeah even yeah. more you know because i honestly it just it blows me away it blows me away sometimes i look at my son and i just like that's my boy you know um and he's he's a good boy and and i and what i often do as well i use his mum in terms of 
guidance where I may say, do you think mum would be proud of that? Because we have to keep his mum alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you know what, mum would be really proud of you, some type of thing. So I try to use yeah, her yeah. as much as possible, you know, and that's my way of just honouring her. I like, I keep on using the word honouring her because I do think, if I'll be honest, I'm in the awe of her a bit because she, you know, it is. She's given me something that no other person's given me. She gave me a son. Yeah. So, in that respect, I think it's the least I can do. Just yeah. make sure I honor her, honor her uh, in a way that my biggest gift will be for when I'm not here is that the girls and, and their brother have. They look out for each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With the oh. the kids that you work with, do the majority of them not have a positive relationship with their father? I would say it's really interesting because I always I always say to you, one of the things I always ask them who they live with, and I would probably say it's probably about seven sixty seventy thirty that live just with their mums, maybe about 30% that, that, yeah, 30% that lives with both parents. Yeah. Could it be less? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go about 36. It's day 70, 30. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and I just find society, there's a lot of times, there's, it's a lot of blame. Do you know what I mean? He done this, she done that. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, okay, the past is called the past for a reason because it's behind us and it's about what can we create from here. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put put plant something in these men's heads, these dads' heads to say, okay, what can we do now going forward? What can we do? What can you do? What responsibility will you take to try to make sure you're in your children's life? And if I can get other men to support other men, then they won't feel so alone. They won't feel so isolated. And that yeah. so it is it's it's just um it's just a pattern that's kind of growing and growing. It's like I said, you said uh, how long uh, have I had the Facebook page for six years. Yeah. <laughs> six years. So it was always on the back burner and it's like now and then the postman just come. So it's open the Oh my god! <laughs> my Amazon <laughs> delivery. What you got, a Telly? No, you know what I'm doing. I do an art project um, at, um, with one of my colleagues, and we've I've literally ordered all this art stuff because we're gonna create a book that we're gonna oh, hopefully wow. get done with the young people, and we're gonna try and get it sold on Amazon. So that's a project that we're we're starting to do. Um, what is what are they? What's it going to be about? Well, they're they're the ones that's deciding. They they haven't actually we've been in consultation with them, and they're yeah. going to come up with the idea of what they would like in this book, and they're going to um, do it from there. Oh, that's so, such a nice idea. Yeah, so that should be really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that as well. So. Oh, wicked! Oh, you so, do lots of nice things. I try my best. So um yeah, um 
it's it's just all systems gold, you know. Um, yeah. It's just I'm just really, do you know what, Amy? I'm just really excited about supporting men and um, and the thing about when I say supporting men, it's just, it's ultimately supporting communities, isn't it? Because if I can yeah. get the right hand and the left hand walking in sync, that's going to create a unit that's walking in harmony yeah. as much as possible. So whereas you're not going to get a situation whereby a child's got to pick one over the other, yeah. it's about trying to get a situation whereby, say, mum and dad are no longer together, right? But get to a place whereby we're civil. Yeah. And if, if, if I can do that, then the benefits for that child is huge. Yeah. It's huge. I ain't got to think I've got one against mum and one against dad. It's like, okay, I can love both mum and dad. And and not being forced to be a pawn in the whole, this whole adult world of that had nothing to do with them child children, you know. And so that's where I'm at. And I just want to try and make a difference. That's what it ultimately was. And I want to do it from a place of empowering them. Yeah. That's what, and I think that's where my my struggle was because I really wanted to be more about them, not yeah. about Royston. If I, I, I want it about you. I don't really, I, I don't want the focus on me. I want the focus on you to say, I may plant the seeds, but you're the one that's did the work. And someone said to me, but Royston, and I think they kind of summed it up and said, but Royston, without you, it doesn't work. So you have to acknowledge your part in this. So I was like, okay, I get it, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's what it is. So, but I, I need to just think, oh, Royston, just get over it. I just yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, Amy, so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Um, and so how even, do people find you? Well, I got a reconnecting dad's Facebook page. Yep. Uh, and I've got an Instagram uh, reconnecting dads. Okay. Um, so either one you can find me. So this yeah. is that 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 whole thing of put myself out there. Yeah, you know what, like I said, even, I mean, it's great. I love all this bit, talking to you, talking about ideas. And it's like, I just, last week, I um, registered Companies House, Reconnecting Dads. Um, I'm going to actually register my trademark as Red the Dad. So I'm kind of, do you know what I'm doing, Amy? I'm kind of slowly, slowly, slowly putting myself out there. Do you know what I mean? So... That's really, that's what ultimately that's what I just really want to do. I just want to help 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 people. Do you know what I mean? And say that because I know what it was like growing up without a dad in my life. Do you know? And yeah. and it's and again, do you know what it is walking with reconnecting dads? My son says, asked me a question one time. Right, this is about that uncomfortability thing. Right, he says to me, Dad, how come you're such a great dad? if you didn't have a dad and I said to him it was easy and he said to me what do you mean it was easy I said I only had to do the opposite to what my dad did I said he wasn't here for me so I have to be here for you yeah you know what I mean and it's you know it's about breaking a chain yeah 
had to break the chain. Someone has to break the chain. And even to the point whereby he said something, and I would say my son's my biggest teacher. So he said to me one day, how come, what did he say to me? Yeah, this was bizarre for me. One point he started asking, all of a sudden, asking about his granddad, just randomly. And I was like, in my mind, where's this coming from? And the answer that he said to me, Amy, blew me away. I said to him, why all of a sudden are you asking about granddad? He said to me, because dad, even though I've never met him, I love him. I was like, wow. And I hadn't spoken to him for maybe 10 years plus. So I went to my mum and I thought, I said to my mum, where's the old man's number? Because my old man lives in Jamaica. Okay. And uh, I got the number. Basically, I rang him up and said that I'm going to come to Jamaica next year and I'm going to bring you to see your grandson. Because what that taught me was if I say I love my son as much as I say I love my son, why would I deny him the opportunity to meet yeah. his granddad? Because then that's about me. I'm yeah. making it about me. And I have no right to deny him. Because when he said that, it really threw me. It blew me away. Yeah. I thought, so, you see, it's about working on me as well, type of thing, yeah. Amy. So, I just like I said, um, yeah, it, it, it's something that I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about Amy. And I just really want to do what I want to do and be passionate and yeah. help, do you know what I mean? And learn along the way because yeah. people's stories are fascinating, don't you think? Yeah, God, yes. yes. Yeah, that's the thing that I think yeah. I love. I love the stories, though. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, that's the bit that fascinates me yeah. so much. And I think, okay, and that someone's story is going to inspire someone else's story, isn't it? Yep, definitely. That's, so, that's why it's such a good thing to do. Yeah. And so I've, important as well. Yeah, it, it's, you know what, I've, I've been really humbled by uh, being invited on your podcast today. I feel really privileged to be able to, <laughs> yeah, just, honestly, I just feel like, okay. In my pyjamas. <laughs> yeah, your, your pyjamas look great. And at some point, I may even interview you. <laughs> I, I, I'm always up for a chat. Okay, good. That would be good. That, because the thing is as well, um, so you because you have a story. So I'm you see straight away as I'm thinking, okay. So what advice would you give to other mothers in that situation or blah 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 or when yeah. we come to breakups or that? Because that's the thing, it's about yeah, it's just about our stories will inspire someone else. Yeah. And 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 that's I think that's the fascinating thing about it. So yeah. I've, I've, I've really, I've really got your number. I'm like, okay, I'm quite up there. I can do the same thing with baby. <laughs> so, um, so it's oh, been. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honestly. Right there, don't hang up because I want to talk to you after we stop recording. But I'll, oh. I'll share your social media. Yeah. For people to get in touch. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> and good luck with it because I just think it's so important and. 
lovely thing that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Do you know, it, it gives me great confidence to hear, you know, someone doing what I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to do. And yes, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to, it's going to be onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Look for it. All so right, thank, thank you. you. Hi, yes, yeah, so that was the lovely Royston. I have posted links to him. Um, and yeah, I think it's great what he's doing. It's so important to try and get families back together, all being, you know, the right circumstances and everything. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that chat. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then please check out my other episodes. I've talked to all different kinds of people about all different kinds of things. So there's something for everyone. And there is a new episode of the Epic Mum Chat out as well on YouTube. So if you just search Epic Mum Chat on YouTube, then you will see that there is a new episode and you can subscribe to the channel so you get notifications when they come out and subscribe to the podcast as well. So it just appears on your phone every week like magic. Big up. I hope you're good. It's all a bit mad, isn't it, at the moment? So I've had a really funny week, actually. I felt really low this week. I think it's just the world situation. But yeah, stay safe, stay sane. There's loads of places doing um, collections and stuff for Ukraine, so if you do have stuff that you can donate on. Um, I know everyone hates social media, but it is wonderful for kind of making people aware of collection points and stuff. Work. But I can give you a heads up about ones in East London you're in East London, so yeah, give me a shout. But stay safe, stay safe. Work. Big love to you all, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.